0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another week with me, Britt, over here at Earth to Brit. What's new? Silent Crickets. Silence. How was your week going? How was your weekend? More silence. For all of you out there answering out loud, you're my kind of people. Love you. Otherwise, I, I mean, I am asking, so please feel free to let me know. Reach out to me. Um, for me, it's Friday and I've already, I have been a queen of being proactive and I've already, I've already recorded everything just about. There's a couple things I haven't, but this is like, I'm way ahead of the ball game here. And if I keep this up, oh boy, I don't even know what's in my future. It's going to get crazy. Um, a lot less stressful, that's for sure. So this is part two of episode 13 part one was last week and on in part one i covered uh, the enneagram type one through five this week i cover the enneagram as well but type six through nine and then at the very end i throw in a fun little fact tidbit for you um and i also do a, a funny like quote type thing for each type um, If that doesn't make sense, just keep listening. It will when it comes to that time. But yes, so this is part two. This is types six through nine. So buckle up, enjoy. And before we do that, I'm going to play some fan mail love for you guys. I'm going to read some fan mail and just say thank you for thanking me, basically. All right, let's do it. Ready? Action. Yay! Time for some fan mail. I thought it would be a good idea to share some messages I've gotten from fans, from you guys, my family, my fan if you will. Augie's giving me the look like, Mom, you're not that funny. <laughs> um, so if you'll notice, we've got sounds in the background because it is only fitting for this specific comment. This is from a listener named Jamie. She said, So, I've been listening to your podcasts lately, mostly at the gym because they make the elliptical more bearable. Ha ha. And I just wanted to say I loved the girl interrupted episode. I so relate it to feeling like you're doing everything for everyone else and nothing for yourself. It's so difficult sometimes. Just wanted to say I'm loving hearing what you're putting out. Well, Jamie, uh, I've got a couple of words for you. I have goosebumps because I feel like you are definitely a sister. And if I can make anyone get through time on the elliptical faster or with less pain, I am round of applause to myself. I'm here for that shit. I am so happy that I can do that for you. That is like the best compliment. Also, I love that you love Girl Interrupted because I was so close to not even putting it out there, but I knew like I have to like this is just real and this is raw and it's it is what it is. And ever since I put that out, like waiting to get feedback, I just felt like I failed myself and like my vision for the podcast and for that episode specifically. But then I also felt proud because I was able to overcome that and just roll with it. Because sometimes life is just a little too crazy to get studio time when you need it. Or to get good stuff, even when you do get studio time. It's it's just hit or miss, really. But I love that you loved that episode because that was one of, my, one of my least favorite ones. And not because I don't think the content's good, but it was just, like I said, not what I was expecting it to be. But that's life, am I right? Like, you get this idea and you have a plan and then it all goes to shit and it hits the fan and then something else comes out of it. And you're just like if you can either stay August again this is perfect timing listen I'm almost done you can either um damn it I forgot what I was saying you can either be mad about that and focus on that and what you missed out on or you can take that turn that crazy turn left and ride that wave and just see what happens and be grateful for what happens in the moment So thank you again, Jamie. I really, really appreciate your feedback. You have made my day. I love you. You Type six, the loyalist. Conflicted between trust and distrust. People of this personality type essentially feel insecure as though there is nothing quite steady enough to hold on to. At the core of the type six personality is a kind of fear or anxiety. This anxiety has a very deep source and can manifest in a variety of different styles, making sixes somewhat difficult to describe and to type. What all sixes have in common, however, is the fear rooted at the center of their personality, which manifests in worrying and restless imaginings of everything that might go wrong. This tendency makes sixes gifted at troubleshooting, but also robs the six of much needed peace of mind and tends to deprive the personality of spontaneity. The essential anxiety at the core of the type six fixation tends to permeate the personality with a sort of defensive suspiciousness. Sixes don't trust easily. They are often ambivalent about others until the person has absolutely proven herself, at which point they are likely to respond with steadfast loyalty. The loyalty of the six is something of a two-edged sword, however, as sixes are sometimes prone to stand by a friend, partner, job, or cause even long after it is time to move on. Sixes are generally looking for something or someone to believe in. This, combined with their general suspiciousness, gives rise to a complicated relationship to authority. The side of the six which is looking for something to believe in is often very susceptible to the temptation to turn authority over to an external source, whether it be in the form of an individual or a creed. But the six's tendency towards distrust and suspicion works against any sort of faith in authority. Thus, Two opposite poles exist side-by-side side in the personality of any type 6 and assume different proportions in different individuals, sometimes alternating within the same individual. The truly confounding element when it comes to typing 6s is that there are two fundamentally different strategies that 6s adopt for dealing with fear. Some 6s are basically phobic. Phobic 6s are generally compliant, affiliative, and cooperative. Other sixes adopt the opposite strategy of dealing with fear and become counterphobic, essentially taking a defiant stand against whatever they find threatening. This is the six who takes on authority or who adopts a daredevil attitude towards physical danger. Counterphobic sixes can be aggressive and rather than looking for authorities, can adopt a rebellious or anti-authoritarian demeanor. Counterphobic sixes are often unaware of the fear that motivates their actions. In fact, sixes, in general, tend to be blind to the extent of their own anxiety. Because it is the constant backdrop to all of their emotions, sixes are frequently unaware of its existence, as they have nothing with which to contrast it. Because sixes so frequently fail to appreciate the extent of their own fear, they often mistype themselves. It is common, for instance, for female sixes to mistype as twos, especially if they are identified with a helper role but sixes have a much more ambivalent attitude towards relationships than do twos, who generally know exactly what they want. Sixes, failing to recognize their anxiety, can mistype as nines, but nines have the ability to relax and to trust in others, neither of which comes easily to sixes. Sixes can mistype as fours, especially if they have artistic inclinations, but they lack the four's self-absorption. They can mistype as fives, especially if they are intellectual, as many sixes are, But unlike fives, sixes tend to be practical. Finally, counterphobic sixes can easily mistype as eights, but they lack the eight's self-certainty. As a type six, you need predictability, a protective, trustworthy authority, and the security of feeling that you belong. You long for guidance to manage the feelings of fear and doubt. You are a proof junkie who needs to test people, ideas, and beliefs over and over again to see if they are worthy of your loyalty. You need reassurance. (laughs) let me try that again. I was so close to the end. (laughs) You need reassurance and encouraging positive feedback from friends and loved ones. You avoid deviance, uncertainty, and anything that is different from any group or idea to which you ascribe. You are highly motivated to avoid disappointing friends or authority figures. Fear and doubt can undermine your sense of safety. You are afraid of fear, submission, and cowardice, so you facilitate between loyalty and rebelliousness by puffing up and backing down. You fear anything unproven or radical. You also are afraid of deviating from the norm or being different from your peers. Your greatest fear, however, is to be alone and unprotected. Your greatest strengths as a six Are your abilities to test for the truth and to recognize and challenge a bad authority. Loyal and dedicated, you understand the value of making sacrifices for the group and are willing to enforce society's rules to ensure safety and security for all. You believe that if everyone followed the rules and cooperated with one another, the world would be a safer place. A hero at heart, you are capable of great acts of loyalty and courage. Your vice is fear. This manifests as excessive doubt and playing the devil's advocate. Your drive for security can cause you to envision a dangerous and divisive world in which you feel persecuted and then may persecute those who deviate from the rules or the norm. When you are afraid, you doubt your own authority and become provocative and undermining. Seeking security, you try to control others by ensnaring them in your fears and doubts. A lack of faith in your own authority can cause you to overly submit to, or to challenge others, the rules, or authority figures. Your attention goes to feelings of fear and doubt and scanning for danger, hidden motives, or agendas. You have a tendency to focus on the worst-case scenario. Your fears and doubts can keep you from taking action and or trusting yourself and others. You may, at times, be overly phobic and at other times be overly counterphobic. As a six, your spiritual journey is to reclaim your sense of faith and courage and see unity instead of differences. In your search for security, remember that the only security... Ah, that was so close. I'm going to start the whole paragraph over because it's important. As a six, your spiritual path is to reclaim your sense of faith and courage and see unity instead of differences. In your search for security, remember that the only real security lies in having faith and in trusting yourself. Famous type sixes is actually separated into two groups. So you have phobic type sixes and then counterphobic type sixes. So famous phobic type sixes are as following, Jason Alexander, Woody Allen, Alan Arkin, Kim Basinger, Candace Bergen, Albert Brooks, George Bush, Linda Carter, Stockard Channing, Rodney Dangerfield, Ellen DeGeneres, Eminem, Sally Field, Terry Garr, Ed Harris, Janet Lee, Jack Lemmon, Richard Lewis, Penny Marshall, Marilyn Monroe, Mary Tyler Moore, Bob Newhart, Richard Nixon, Lena Ullin, Anthony Perkins, Sydney Pollock, Paul Reiser, Pat Robertson, Renee Russo, Kristen Scott Thomas, Carly Simon, Bruce Springsteen, John Stewart, Meg Tilley, and Brian Wilson. Famous counterphobic type sixes include Ellen Barkin, Warren Beatty, Judy Davis, Phil Donahue, Carrie Fisher, Mel Gibson, Andrew Grove, Gene Hackman. Adolf Hitler, Dustin Hoffman, J. Edgar Hoover, Tommy Lee Jones, Winona Judd, J. Krishnamurti, Spike Lee, David Letterman, Gordon Liddy, Charles Manson, Steve McQueen, Michael Moore, Paul Newman, Chuck Norris, Rosie Perez, Richard Pryor, Robert Redford, Janet Reno, Julia Roberts, Meg Ryan, Steven Seagal, Ben Stiller, Patrick Swayze, Justin Timberlake, Linda Tripp, Ted Turner, and Sean Young. (music) Type 7, the enthusiast, pleasure seekers and planners in search of distraction. People of this personality type are essentially concerned that their lives be an exciting adventure. Sevens are future-oriented, restless people who are generally convinced that something better is just around the corner. They are quick thinkers who have a great deal of energy and who make lots of plans. They tend to be extroverted, multi-talented, creative, and open-minded. They are enthusiasts who enjoy the pleasures of the senses and who don't believe in any form of self-denial. Sevens are practical people who have multiple skills. They know how to network and to promote themselves and their interests. They often have an entrepreneurial spirit and are able to convey their enthusiasm to those with whom they come in contact. When they are able to focus their talents, they are often highly successful. Focusing does not always come easily for sevens, however. Their tendency to believe that something better awaits them makes them reluctant to narrow down their options or to pursue their aims with true devotion. The central problem for sevens is that their pursuit of pleasure is compulsive. Sevens are fear types who are specifically afraid of the power of negative states of mind. These they avoid by seeking distractions in the external environment, by multitasking, by keeping their options open, by engaging in stimulation seeking of all kinds. For this reason, sevens are more prone than most to addictions of all sorts, whether it be to shopping, gambling, drugs, or whatever. Sevens usually have a high opinion of themselves and their talents. They tend to focus on their strengths and virtues and to downplay their flaws and vices. They are often a bit self-centered, which manifests in an unfounded feeling of entitlement. As sevens don't want to confront their own darker emotions, they also have difficulty acknowledging the pain that others experience, so that they sometimes have a hard time seeing the reality of other people. The extent of the seven's flight from negative emotions is really a measure of the seven's mental health. The more that the seven flees from them, the more their strength grows and the more likely they are to erupt into consciousness in the form of an anxiety disorder or a severe depressive episode. As they are outward looking and not especially prone to introspection, it is not uncommon for sevens to mistype themselves. Sometimes they mistype as eights, as sevens too can be domineering, especially if eight is a dominant wing. But eights are not anxious and they lack the quick mental energy that is characteristic of the seven. Sevens can easily mistype as threes, but threes are much more single-minded than sevens and don't suffer from the desire to keep all options open. Surprisingly, sevens can mistype as fours. When they recognize the disparity between the optimistic, fun-loving persona that they project to the world and their own, often anxious, internal mental states, they can confuse their pain with the melancholia of type four. Sevens are in flight from this pain, however, whereas fours often cultivate their negative mental states. As a seven you need self-confidence options patience and to be noticed by others also you need to be positive and optimistic because you are always on the lookout for the BBD bigger better deal you need plans that are flexible and fluid if you have open-ended plans you can go with the flow flexibility gives you the option to change your mind at the last minute you avoid boredom sadness and emotional pain you fear limitation feeling trapped or appearing inferior, feeling incomplete or confined, or missing out are among your deepest fears. You avoid painful emotions because you are afraid that you will become overwhelmed if you talk about or feel them. You also avoid negative people as they can bring you down. This can lead you to avoid the present by living in a future fantasy of plans. Your greatest strengths are your visionary abilities, to think or do things in new ways and to manifest joyful abundance. You are loving, creative, and generous. Like a colorful hot air balloon that takes people above life's troubles, you are an angel of mercy who deals out random acts of kindness to those in need. You can't bear to see people sad or suffering, and you take it as your personal responsibility to ensure that others experience happiness, joy, and fun in their lives. Because you are innovative, you can easily turn lemons into lemonade and a lemonade stand into a successful business. Your vices are gluttony, overdoing and seeking stimulation until you collapse or become ill. In order for you to experience joy and fulfillment, it is critical that you follow through on your ideas by realizing them. If your dreams remain unmet, you can become jaded, selfish, and greedy. As you become increasingly self-indulgent and lose your sense of commitment and follow through, you can become flaky, letting commitment slide and people down. You can also be dogmatic and overly critical of others. If you have clamped down on your excessive ways, you may judge those who are mirrors of your indulgent past. Man, I almost got to the very end in that last word. That word was not past. Past is what it was. You may judge those who are mirrors of your indulgent past. Just to clarify. Your attention goes to a positive future, planning, your imagination, and multiple options. You can become paralyzed by options because you are afraid of missing out. You may feel like a child running down the aisles of a toy store who is fearful of choosing one toy and missing out on the rest. As a seven, your spiritual journey is to search for right work and focused concentration. Spiritual growth will come to you when you approach life with disciplined sobriety instead of getting high on new ideas, options, and plans. Like a stone skipping across a lake, that sinks deeply when it comes to rest, you will do well to slow down. Experience your inner depths and focus on completion. Some famous type sevens are Steve Allen, Tim Allen, Desi Arnaz, Antonio Banderas, Jack Benny, Chuck Berry, Jacqueline Bissett, Sonny Bono, Elaine Boozler, Terry Bradshaw, Kenneth Branagh, Richard Branson, Michael Kane, Joseph Campbell, Jackie Chan, Chevy Chase, Cher, Maurice Chevalier, George Clooney, Joan Collins, Francis Ford Coppola, Katie Couric, David Crosby, Tony Curtis, Hugh Downs, Michael Eisner, Douglas Fairbanks Jr., Sarah Ferguson, Errol Flynn, Peter Fonda, Malcolm Forbes, George Foreman, Bob Fossey, Matthew Fox, Michael J. Fox, Clark Gable, Ava Gardner, John Gilgood, Cary Grant, George Hamilton, Tom Hanks, Richard Harris, Goldie Hawn, Mary Lou Henner, Ron Howard, Lauren Hutton, Mick Jagger, Thomas Jefferson, Steve Jobs, Magic Johnson, King Juan Carlos of Spain, Michael Keaton, John F. Kennedy, Don King, Larry King, Timothy Leary, Sherry Lewis, Loretta Lynn, John Madden, Ricky Martin, Meatloaf, Dudley Moore, Eddie Murphy, Jack Nicholson, Leslie Nielsen, Peter O'Toole, Pavarotti, Regis Philbin, Brad Pitt, Vincent Price, Dennis Quaid, Anthony Quinn, Ram Dass, Lee Remick, Geraldo Rivera, Ginger Rogers, Linda Ronstadt, Charlie Rose, David Lee Roth, Rosalind Russell, Babe Ruth, Martin Scorsese, Martin Short, Sissy Spacek, Steven Spielberg, Robert Louis Stevenson, Barbara Streisand, Elizabeth Taylor, Lily Tomlin, Lana Turner, Peter Ustinov, Dick Van Dyke, Vince Vaughn, Voltaire, Eli Wallach, Betty White, Robin Williams, Duke of Windsor, Jonathan Winters, James Woods, and William Woodsworth. Excuse me. This is a little bit awkward, but you forgot to add my girl Ruthie Lindsay from that podcast Unspoken. If you haven't listened to it yet, do yourself a favor and check it out right now. It is amazing. Game changer. She's not on this list. I don't know why because she's famous, so until then i've added her on my own you're welcome i got you girl type eight the challenger taking charge because they don't want to be controlled people of this personality type are essentially unwilling to be controlled either by others or by their circumstances they fully intend to be masters of their fate eights are strong-willed decisive practical tough-minded and energetic they also tend to be domineering their unwillingness to be controlled by others frequently manifests in the need to control others instead when healthy this tendency is kept under check but the tendency is always there and can assume a central role in the eight's interpersonal relationships eights generally have powerful instincts and strong physical appetites which they indulge without feelings of shame or guilt they want a lot out of life and feel fully prepared to go out and get it. They need to be financially independent and often have a hard time working for anyone. This sometimes ne- necessitates <laughs> Sorry guys. This sometimes necessitates that the eight opt out of the system entirely, assuming something of an outlaw mentality. Most eights, however, find a way to be financially independent while making their peace with society but they always retain an uneasy association with any hierarchical relationship that sees the eight in any position other than the top position. Eights have a hard time lowering their defenses in intimate relationships. Intimacy involves emotional vulnerability, and such vulnerability is one of the eight's deepest fears. Betrayal of any sort is absolutely intolerable and can provoke a powerful response on the part of the violated eight. Intimate relationships are frequently the arena in which an 8's control issues are most obviously played out and questions of trust assume a pivotal position. 8's often have a sentimental side that they don't even show to their intimates. Such is their fear of vulnerability. But, while trust does not come easily to an 8, when an 8 does take someone into the inner sanctum, they find a steadfast ally and stalwart friend. The eight's powerful protective instincts are called into play when it comes to the defense of family and friends and aids are frequently generous to a fault in providing for those under their care aids are prone to anger when severely provoked or when the personality is unbalanced bouts of anger can turn into rages unhealthy aids are frankly aggressive and when pushed can resort to violence such aids enjoy intimidating others whom they see as weak and feel little compunction about walking over anyone who stands in their way. They can be crude, brutal, and dangerous. Female AIDs are far more likely to mistype than male AIDs, as many of the traits typical to the type 8 personality have been discouraged in females. For the most part, however, it is other types who mistake themselves for AIDs. This is especially common in male counterphobic 6s, who fail to recognize that their aggression is a cover for a very deep-seated anxiety. Sevens, too, are prone to mistype as eights, but sevens lack the intensity of focus typical of the type eight, and while both sevens and eights have high-energy personalities, eights have a physically-based energy, whereas the sevens' energetic pattern has a nervous, mental quality to it. As a type eight, you need to be your own authority and seek independence to be master and commander of your own life. You have the need to feel confident, self-reliant, and in charge of your emotions. You don't need to be liked, but you do have a strong need to be respected. You also need a sense of fairness and justice in your dealings with others, or you are likely to assert your willful and stubborn nature. You avoid being weak, vulnerable, controlled, or manipulated. Secretly, you fear being caught off guard, harmed, or humiliated. Being mistreated and at the mercy of injustice are among your deepest fears. You resist and defy anything that is opposed upon you. Fearing deprivation, you avoid ever having to go without what you deem essential to your survival. You do everything in your power to avoid being dependent on anyone or anything. You have a distaste for mediocrity and anything that feels contrived. Your greatest strength is your sense of justice and desire to protect the weak, vulnerable, downtrodden, and underrepresented. Big-hearted and generous by nature, you willingly protect others even at their... Again... Let me try that again. Big hearted and generous by nature, you willingly protect others even at your own expense. A person of your word, you stand up for what you believe in and deliver what you have promised. You have the ability to quickly assess the situation, cut to the chase and call a spade a spade, simplifying what initially appears to be complex and confusing. This ability to instinctively see the truth in any given situation and act decisively makes you a natural born leader. Your vice is excess and going to extremes. Whatever you like, you want more of, and whatever you do, you overdo at full speed. Quick to respond, you can overreact and come on too strong. You can be too much, too intense, and unwilling to self-limit. This can lead to escalating conflict due to an over-reliance on your own truth and self-defined justice. Under stress, you can become myopic, believing your truth as the truth. Seeing life as a battlefield or a contest of wills, you can become confrontational and have difficulty backing down or admitting defeat. You have a tendency to push things to the edge and sometimes may run over others in the process. Your attention goes to issues of power. Who has it and, most importantly, if it is being used fairly. You instinctively sense a power vacuum and you often step in to fill it. You are not interested in subtle nuance, but rather in the big picture, like a general surveying a battlefield. You can be relentless in your search for truth, justice, power, and influence. As an eight, your spiritual journey is to reclaim your sense of innocence. Spiritual growth will come when you can acknowledge a higher truth and a higher power. As the king or queen of the jungle, you can either take advantage of others with your powerful and commanding presence, or you can make the jungle a safe place for everyone. A couple of famous type eights are Leslie Abramson, F. Lee Bailey, Joe Don Baker, Lucille Ball, Charles Barkley, Humphrey Bogart, Napoleon, Charles Bronson, Meredith Brooks, James Brown, Richard Burton, Johnny Cash, Fidel Castro, Sean Connery, Jimmy Connors, Robert Conrad, Brian Dennehy, Danny DeVito, Mike Ditka, Bob Dole, Sam Donaldson, Kirk Douglas, Michael Douglas, Milton Erickson, Indira Gandhi, John Houston, Chrissy Hind, Joan Jett, Lyndon Johnson, Brian Keith, Nikita Khrushchev, Martin Luther King Jr., Evel Knievel, Bruce Lee, Rush Limbaugh, the Mafia, Mao Tung, Lee Marvin, Malcolm McDowell, John McEnroe, Golda Meir, Dennis Miller, Robert Mitchum, Judd Nelson, George Patton, Sean Penn, Fritz Pearls, Julia Phillips, Julianne Phillips, Suzanne Pluchette, Queen Latifah, Anne Richards, Theodore Roosevelt, Axel Rose, Mickey Rourke, Colonel Sanders, Telly Savalas, George C. Scott, Maurice Sendak, Tupac, Frank Sinatra, Grace Slick, Spain, Joseph Stalin, Spain, hold on, that was a nice little slide in. I don't know where that came from. Oh man, (laughs) that's great. Joseph Stalin, Donald Trump, Pancho Villa, Ken Wall, George Wallace, Mike Wallace, Denzel Washington, John Wayne, and Zorba the Greek. Last but certainly not least, we have Type number nine, the peacemaker. Keeping peace and harmony. People of this personality type essentially feel a need for peace and harmony. They tend to avoid conflict at all costs, whether it be internal or interpersonal. As the potential for conflict in life is virtually ubiquitous, the nine's desire to avoid it generally results in some degree of withdrawal from life, and many nines are, in fact, introverted. Other nines lead more active, social lives but remain to some degree checked out or not fully involved, as if to insulate themselves from threats to their peace of mind. Most nines are fairly easygoing. They adopt a strategy of going with the flow. They are generally reliable, sturdy, self-effacing, tolerant, and likable individuals. Nines tend to adopt an optimistic approach to life. They are, for the most part, trusting people who see the best in others. They frequently have a deep-seated faith that things will somehow work out. They desire to feel connected both to other people and to the world at large. They frequently feel most at home in nature and generally make warm and attentive parents. The nines' inability to tolerate conflict sometimes translates into an overall conservative approach to change. Change can provoke unpleasant feelings and disrupt the nines' desire for comfort. Less healthy 9's seem incapable of motivating themselves to move into action and bring about effective change. When change does come, however, as it generally will, nines find that they are usually well able to adapt. They tend to be more resilient than they give themselves credit for. In fact, nines tend not to give themselves enough credit in general, and their self-effacing attitude often seems to invite others to take them for granted or to overlook their often significant contributions. This can cause a subterranean anger to build inside the nines' psyche, which can erupt into consciousness in occasional fits of temper, which quickly blow over, but which more often manifests itself in passive-aggressive foot dragging. Being overlooked is often a source of a deep sadness in nines, a sadness that they scarcely ever give voice to. Nines frequently mistype themselves as they have a rather diffuse sense of their own identities, This is exacerbated by the fact that nines often merge with their loved ones and through a process of identification take on the characteristics of those closest to them. Female nines frequently mistype as twos, especially if they are the mothers of small children. Nines, however, are self-effacing, whereas twos are quite aware of their own self-worth. Nines also mistake themselves for fours, but nines tend to avoid negative emotions, whereas fours often exacerbate them. Intellectual nines, especially males, frequently mistype as fives, but fives are intellectually contentious whereas nines are conciliatory and conflict avoidant. As a type 9, you need simplicity, peace, harmony, and to be appreciated. Because you are highly empathetic, you need to know that the people around you are relaxed in order for you to be able to relax. To be truly at ease, you need to have your creature comforts and are unwilling to go without them. Publicly. You may go along to get along, but when in private you make sure that you have what makes you feel happy and comfortable. You avoid conflict, complications, and judgmental people. Being shut down, overlooked, and not included by others are among your greatest fears. You are afraid of being loveless and of not receiving or being able to give love. Paradoxically, your avoidance of anger and conflict can lead to more conflict. You don't want to deal with anything until you are good and ready it is hard for you to say no, so yes means maybe, and maybe means absolutely not. Your virtues are your acceptance, peacefulness, and ability to see universal truths. Open and receptive, you easily relate to others. When you are at your best, you can be both personally and universally connected. Whether you prefer simple pleasures or intellectual pursuits, you are always seeking what is harmonious. You often show your love by working hard and you can make great contributions to others. Down-to-earth, steady, patient, and easygoing, you bring a sense of calm to any given situation. Steadfast and persistent, you are able to endure even the most tedious and difficult circumstances. Your vices are indolence, inaction, or sloth. This can lead to self-forgetting and neglecting your needs and or the needs of others. Your inattention and forgetfulness can manifest as crimes of omission. You may also be stubborn or turn a blind eye to someone in need. Everyone thinks that you are on his or her side and can interpret your understanding as agreement. Overly avoiding conflict, you are most likely to hurt the people around you by not keeping promises due to your lack of follow through. This can make for a passive aggressive stance in life where you don't see the impact of your inaction and can appear callous or indifferent. Your attention goes to identifying with and merging with others. Your soft, pillowy energy tends to spread outwards and become diffuse. Because you sense and champion the needs and feelings of whatever group you are in, you are a natural group anchor. To avoid feeling tension and conflict, you may reach for substitutes for love by eating, focusing on the minutiae, or getting lost in unimportant tasks. As a nine, your spiritual journey is to reclaim your sense of right action and awaken from the coma of self-forgetting. Spiritual growth will come to you as you reclaim define and assert your sense of self in the world. Some famous type nines are Loni Anderson, Annette Bening, Tony Bennett, Ernest Borgnine, Matthew Broderick, Sandra Bullock, George Burns, Art Carney, Keith Carradine, Julia Child, Connie Chung, Bill Clinton, Columbo, Gary Cooper, Kevin Costner, the Dalai Lama, Jeff Daniels, Oscar de la Renta, Clint Eastwood, Dwight Eisenhower, Queen Elizabeth II, Shelley Fabers, Peter Falk, Gerald Ford, Dennis Franz, Annette Funicello, Mahatma Gandhi, John Goodman, Tipper Gore, Elliot Gould, Charles Grodin, Woody Harrelson, Patty Hearst, Mariel Hemingway, Audrey Hepburn, Barbara Hershey, Angelica Huston, Shirley Jones, C.G. Young, Grace Kelly, Nancy Kerrigan, Lisa Kudrow, Stan Laurel, Jennifer Jason Lee, Abraham Lincoln, Andy McDowell, Mr. Magoo, Dean Martin, Jerry Mathers, Dan Quayle, James Earl Way, oh my gosh, I was so close again, James Earl Ray, Ronald Reagan, Ralph Richardson, Carl Rogers, Roy Rogers, Gina Rollins, Eva Marie Saint, Gary Shandling, Martin Sheen, Tom Skerritt, Ringo Starr, Mary Steenbergen, Daniel Stern, James Stewart, Eric Stoltz, Billy Bob Thornton, Andy Williams, Tricia Yearwood, and Renee Zellweger. So that's it. That's all she wrote for the Enneagram. Uh, Let me know what you guys think. Reach out to me. You'll get the deets later, as you always do. Um, The fun info that I promised, well, the extra info I should say, is that there are three different centers for um, all the types. So no matter what type you are, you are in one of these three. Not in more than one, but you're in one of these three. The first section is the heart slash emotional center types. So these are type two, type three, and type four. Then we have the head slash thinking center types, and this is type five, type six, and type seven. Last but not least, we've got the gut slash instinctual center types, and that's type eight, type nine, and type one. So obviously I plan on looking more into that, and you should do the same if you feel like this was something that you enjoyed or want to learn more about. And then like, this is the fun stuff. Now the quote for each type, and this is called what they're thinking by each Enneagram type type one, did no one else catch this type two? Ooh, they're going to love me. Type three, this outfit should do the trick type four, go away, but don't leave. Type five, shut up in a hushed voice. Type six, I wonder if they realize dot, 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 dot. Type seven, squirrel, rainbow, jet ski, Obama, world peace, lunch. Don't tell me what to do. Type eight, I'd be done by now if he would just get out of my way. Type nine, nothing. <laughs> I thought that was funny. There's so, like, so many more where that came from. You can just go on Pinterest, find that, and then it just keeps on coming from there. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed, and I... I enjoyed doing this, this episode and the one last week. So this full episode, part one and part two, was so much fun for me. Again, I hope you guys got as much out of it as I got as much. (laughs) Wait, hold on. I hope you guys got as much out of it as I did whatever. You get what I'm saying. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed doing it. There we go. Nailed it. All right. It's Friday. I'm tired. Time to go. Love you guys. See you next week. Bye. Earth to Brit can be found wherever you go to get your next podcast fix. My handle on Instagram and Facebook is Earth to Brit Podcast. Emails can be sent to earthtobrit.podcast at gmail.com. The podcast website is www.anchor.fm/slash Earth to Brit. Remember, Brit is spelled with two T's: B R I T T. One more thing. If you haven't subscribed yet, please take a minute and do that right now. And while you're at it, head on over to iTunes and rate and review the show. Each comment, each rate, each review, all of it. It all means so much to me. And you might be thinking, oh, I'm just one person. I can't, I can't have an impact. You sure can. You sure can. And you do every time that you rate and review my show. So do that now, okay? Thank you so much. I love you guys. Bye. last, last, last thing before we go. I've been holding off on saying this because I hate taking time off. I hate it so much, but it's Labor Day weekend this weekend, and I am working on a couple of things that you guys don't know about yet, but you will soon. And I just want to give myself proper time to prepare and experience the things that are coming up. So, I I'm going to need that week off. So, unfortunately, there, there will not be another episode released on Tuesday the 3rd, but I'll be back at it the following week. Don't you worry with so many exciting things to share. I hope you all have a very good rest of your week and enjoy the holiday. Okay? Love you. Again, I always I say this all the time and I'm never I'm never going to stop. I love you. 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 Bye. That's a wrap. Peace out.